Hello, everybody, and welcome to AJ's side panel, the side panel, if you prefer. Uh, I am your host, AJ, and as you can tell, no, I'm not going back to my old voice. I'm actually really sick. But I've been sick so long that I've missed the opportunity to talk about some of the movies that I've seen. Usually when I'm sick like this and I talk a little bit more, my voice tends to clear up. So, excuse the snot sniffs. Uh, excuse the voice, and let's hope that that is the case um, at this point. I will be reviewing three movies, and these are three movies I've been dying to talk about, so that's why I decided to hop in now instead of wait until later. So, now, the three movies I'm going to review in this episode are The Last Night in Soho, Antlers, and the latest addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Eternals. Or the Eternals. So let's get started, shall we? The first movie I got a chance to see last week was Last Night in Soho. This movie was brought to you by, or directed by Edgar Wright, and stars Thomas and McKenzie, Anna Taylor Joy, Matt Smith, and Terrence Stamp. Now, um, I went into this movie knowing nothing about the film except for what I had seen in the trailers. And what I had seen in the trailers was this, uh, this girl named Ellie who has been, uh, wanted to go to Soho, and whenever she, like, falls asleep or looks into a mirror, she sees uh, Anya Taylor-Joy show up as Sandy, and then she begins to live out Sandy's actions while she's dreaming, and Matt Smith is sitting there all trying to be smooth and, and hook up with her. So that's what I went into the movie thinking I was going to see, was something a little bit more supernatural, something akin to that, you know, and what I got was something so much more, the movie is actually really damn good, I was happily amused and, and, and uh, appreciative of the fact of just how good it is, it is much more than something supernaturally based, it is actually more of a who did it, um, with a little bit of supernatural effects laid over it. It's a great murder mystery film as one character is trying to discover what happened to this other character and who murdered her and how things came about and what everybody's involvement was in uh, this character's life. And so I, I ended up just loving the movie. I want to see it again. I'm that excited to see it again that I probably will. It was currently streaming. I believe it's on Netflix right now. And you can check it out for yourself. But I I really got behind this movie. Now, it is put out by, by like I said, Edgar Wright, who you may remember from um, Baby Driver. He is the director behind that movie. And in that effect, this movie is very stylistically employed in that it endeavors to uh, collaborate music and film. So it's kind of like you're seeing a musical, but more of a music video style musical than anything else. And I'm not saying that the characters are going to break into song and everybody's going to start dubstepping all over the place and it's all flash mob, you know what I mean? But what I mean to say is that it's just um, much like in the way that Baby Driver was involved and revolved around the music that, that the driver was listening to, so does this movie... Uh, uh, involve itself and revolve itself around the music being played in the background. 
And because of that, I was able to appreciate it and enjoy it a lot more than I thought that I was going to. Um, I highly recommend it. If you get a chance, please check it out as soon as possible. You can see the video for the music video for Anya Taylor-Joy's cover of Downtown on YouTube or anywhere else you would see um, any of these type of movies going on. You can also find it for streaming. Like I said, I think it's on Netflix, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but, you know, you can do your own research and find out for sure. I know that um, I will be trying to see this again sometime soon. I just enjoyed it that much. Another movie that I went to go see and I was expecting to enjoy is Scott Cooper's Antlers. Now, this movie was produced by David Goyer, James Miles, Dale, and Guillermo del Toro, who my phone keeps auto-correcting till Del Taco, which leads me to have some really, really bad food that night. But anyway, I digress. Um, this movie is a supernatural horror film that is just um, well done. I mean, I have to give this movie just as much credit as I gave last night in Soho. I really lucked out in seeing movies this, that, that week because I got a great murder mystery and then I got this great horror movie that actually had me on the edge of the seats. I'll tell you right now, I am a huge horror movie fan. Grew up in the genre, love the genre, and, and just really appreciate it. And my friend that went with me is also of the same ilk. He, in fact, uh, together we work on zombie projects together doing, he does all the makeup and creative stuff behind it, and I do all the story time and everything behind that. And we recently put out a zombie calendar. Now, I'm not trying to pimp out the calendar, though if you are interested, head over to the Forbidden Panel website and you can find it there. But what I am trying to say is that we are fully immersed into the horror genre. My friend was actually the special effects guy behind the, the indie movie that came out a few years ago, uh, Night of the Living Deb, D-E-B. Um, so, like, we know our ways around horror, okay, is what I'm trying to say. I jumped at this movie. This movie got me. <laughs> and what was funny was that we're watching this movie and I jump and I'm like, damn it. I turn around to look at my friend to tell him that the movie got me. And he's sitting there cowering behind his knuckles like, oh, you know, like, he wouldn't admit it. But I think the movie got him, too. So uh, that's how good the movie is. It's based on a book called The Quiet Boy by Nick Antosca, which I'm having a very hard trouble finding uh, anywhere because I'm just very interested in reading it. Um, it's about, okay, how can I say, um, without giving too much away, there's a kid that's living by himself and it shows that in the trailers, if you watch the trailers, that he's trying to find dead animals or, or hunt for different animals that he can feed to something that's going on upstairs. Uh, they believe it's his father in the trailer. And he keeps feeding all these dead animals to his father. And it, it just goes from there. And, and what he becomes because of that is goes from there. Now, that's all I can really give you without ruining you, except to say um, what that character becomes is so much more than you would think. And I'm not giving enough credit to this film. And when I say that, it, it got me. It is... Um, it should have been, it could have taken the easy way out. 
you could have just so easily said, you know what, let's CGI this whole thing. And for all I know, it could have. But uh, I don't think it did. It, and if it did, it did a damn good job of making it seem like practical effects because the, the, the monsters in this and the transformations and everything in this, the sound effects, whoever was on sound deserves the Oscar for this movie. I swear to God, because every time everything you heard was just so crisp and clear and painful inducing that I haven't seen a transformation like this that I respect. And I'd say since, oh, Oh my gosh, I can't remember the name. Oh, what is it? American Werewolf in, in London. Okay, so remember that transformation scene. It's iconic. It's just uh, just up there. This film's transformation scene and everything that happens with it, I'd say it's it's it reminds me of that. I won't say it, it measures up to it, but it reminds me of that, and it, and it feels like that. To where you feel this guy's pain and everything he's going through and I can't say anymore except to say go see this movie it is worth it I promise you you will like this movie if you're a horror fan if you're a fan of Del Toro or David Goyer then go see this film it stars Jesse Plemons, Carrie Russell, Karen Green, Rory Cochran and Amy Madigan and we had a hard time not laughing at Rory Cochran going, man, I want to sit shotgun. But it, it took us away from that real quick. <laughs> so do yourself a favor and go check this, this movie out. Uh, and finally, The Eternals. Now, The Eternals, I mean, we've all seen the trailers. It's the newest uh, superhero film adaptation inductee into the MCU with a Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, and it is about this uh, race of beings that have been living on Earth since uh, 5,000 B.C., so like 7,000 years. Um, excuse me. And while they were here on Earth, this is all the stuff that you get from the trailer, so I'm not really giving away anything. Uh, while they've been here, they've been fighting these monsters called Deviants, and not to be confused with the deviants you see on Loki, the, t the show Loki on Disney Plus, but that these deviants look more like the monsters you saw in um, the, the Tom Cruise sci-fi movie where he keeps dying over and over and over again. And so there is this group of heroes that are sent to our planet to fight these deviants and protect the humans and humanity. Um, and and when asked why they don't interfere in any of the other wars or the course of what humans uh, are doing in their history and whatnot, they kind of get that, you know, uh, prime directive excuse from Star Trek that you had. You do not interfere in anything that can alter the course of human history, uh, especially uh, that which is affected by anything other than deviance. When it comes to deviance, you can interfere, but otherwise let humans... Uh, progress as they will. So with that, we're brought into this hugely immense, thick storytelling of, uh, I'd, I think it was like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve different characters. Uh, eleven, well, man, I don't even know. 
<laughs> There's a few of them. Um, and they are, that's what the, they're the, the Eternals. And so, um, to me, it felt like they, it was too much. See, I tell you, my voice is going back and forth. Um, in that there were just one too many characters for them to try and give us history with. And it felt like the director and the writer spread themselves so thin that they couldn't properly address uh, each character individually. And so they kind of glance over a lot of these characters. Uh, even to where, like, Selma Hayek and Angelina Jolie, who are huge stars in their own right, are um, just downplayed and they're not allowed to shine. Um, and so it, it, in that aspect, I felt like, I mean, a lot of times you see those actresses just in the background walking around and you're like, I don't understand why you're not having a line here or something. I mean, don't get me wrong. When they're on the screen, they're very powerful and they command the presence of the screen, but they're just not, um, I don't know. They're just not given an equal screen time. And that is unfortunate because a lot of the storylines that could have happened with these individuals fall by the wayside. I would have liked to have seen more stuff, more of them coming through the ages and more of them developing and, and the choices they've made and how they've gone ahead to try to hide themselves from humanity or hide their ages or, or what have you. Um, and that was a shame. However, uh, uh, Kamal Nanjiani did a great job of shining through in this movie. So did Brian Tyree Henry. He shone through as well. Gemma Chan, the the, um, the movie kind of wrapped around her a lot. And that was great. But I really missed out on everybody else's story time. And unfortunately, I think this movie uh, probably ranks, if I were to rank any of the MCU movies on a 1 to 10 scale, just those movies alone, this ranks somewhere around a 5 or a 6. Like, it's... You gotta watch it because you know a lot of what's happening in the MCU next is gonna involve some of these movies that have recently come out, such as Sing Chi and The Eternals. So you gotta kind of watch it if you want to know what's going on. But you really wish you didn't have to watch it. <laughs> you know, like you could have done without it. The, one of the other things that was I found really distracting was the special effects. Um, they shot a lot of this movie in the dark, and they they do that so that they don't have to focus too much on special effects. And so a lot of the stuff that happens takes place in the dark, and it, it feels like they're cheating their way out of it. Um, the Eternals themselves have these circles and lines that appear all over their body and stuff, even in their weaponry when they're doing anything of importance, and it, that kind of, like, gets really old really quick. And, um, and yeah... Now, the bonuses of this movie, I will say, was the introduction of a character that they don't focus on at all, and uh, in Dane Whitman, and um, and the mid-credit scenes. There's two credit scenes. There's one in the middle and after credit scene. Sorry, there's one in the middle and there's one at the end. Um, and I can't give away anything about them except to say that you need to watch them. But the last one, I got excited for because I'm a huge fan of. Dane Whitman um, in Marvel Comics. You can look him up. He's the Black Knight. They touch base a little bit on it through the film, but not really enough. Um, and I can't say who the cameo is. If you want to know about any of the characters at the mid-credit mid scene, 
hit me up and I'll let you know and I'll give you a history of it. Um, I might even do a separate podcast geeking out about the film itself uh, with some of the Easter eggs and some of the things you saw, um, especially in the mid credit scenes and what that could mean for the MCU. But I can't really do that otherwise. Just go see the film and and don't expect too much of it. It is a beautifully shot film. It's gorgeous. The scenery is amazing. It's no Dune, but it is a Marvel movie, so you can expect the grandeur of that scale to show up in the pictures somehow. Um, so, yeah, there you have it. Two great movies and one, eh, eh, eh. you know, you watch it because you have to. Go see the two movies that I know you're going to love. Check out uh, Eternals. If you have any questions and you want to geek out with me about it, hit me up after you listen to the show or see the movie, and we can do that. Um, Other than that, I want to remind everybody to please check out ForbiddenPanel.com. Check out our website, as well as check out our Facebook and our Instagram and our Twitter and our everything else that we may be out out there. Just look up Forbidden Panel. We are everywhere. Please hit up our store. We have a new comic book, CKS, Just Another Day, as well as a new zombie holiday calendar that we just released all up at the store. So now, without further ado, thank you everybody for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time.